It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Philadelphia. Hello, everybody. We are live from Mark's Jewelers here in uh, Montgomeryville for Men's Nights. Uh, Vince Quinn, I don't even know if you belong in this store. I don't. <laughs> it's so Security gorgeous. Security asked me to leave at least twice already, and we had to assure them, like, no, he's here. He's with us. It's I promise. Fun. It's okay. I, uh, I frequent this shop, so Elliot, they, they know who I am, you know. As uh, Shelton Gibson once said, Elliot Shore Parks is the flyest That's right. guy in the locker room, so maybe we can find something for the missus. Hey, maybe something will break about Carson Wentz while we're doing this live here, don't too. Don't use that word. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah don't break. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> break. That, was, that was not uh, uh, a pun on purpose. John Barchard, Elliot Shore Parks, Vince Quinn, all waiting for Go Birds, number 40, uh, right here on Radio.com. Also, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're going to say hi to Glenn Macnow at some point as well because the biggest reason why we're here, his survivor pool, he gets to unveil, uh, unveil the ring of, uh, of the winner. They make uh, a really, really, really cool uh, ring for the winner. That happens here. John Mark, Zach Reese will be here as well. But um, more importantly here, fellas, what do we and don't we know about Carson Wentz? We know that he has got a fractured vertebrae. Yeah. And outside of that, um, he is looking for help here, ESP. So I think the way you phrase that is perfect. What do we know and what don't we know? Because today, and I love Eagles Twitter. It's where I reside. It's where my timeline lives. Today <laughs> was a wild day on Eagles Twitter because oh there was just – so much speculation about what was going on. At one point, and you would think bad Carson speculation about right, that. exactly. And there was, you know, at one point you would think Wentz will never walk again. Like who, you know, it just was completely out of control. So here's what we know: Carson Wentz, according to Adam Schefter, who's ba- basically, you know, speaking for the Eagles, uh, you know, had a test on his back and he has a, a fractured a fracture in his back. Now, I personally think that you hear that and it sounds a lot worse than it is. You hear fractured back and you're like, that sounds super serious. And I'm not diminishing it. But, look, Carson Wentz was jogging at practice today. Like, Carson Wentz doesn't need surgery, per, per the reports. 
Uh, which is I good. Think, which is obviously very good news. Yeah. Uh, I think that if this Eagles team was, you know, 11-2 and two or whatever, I think he would play in the playoffs. I think he would probably even play in week 17 if they really needed him to. But I think that right now with where they're at, they're saying, look, we're not throwing a talent on the season by any means, right. but our quarterback has been playing with a sore back, which is what it is. It's not a broken back as much as it just is a, a sore back. Although officially broken. No, I, I know, but broken. I'm saying yeah. I just feel like when you hear fractured, you think like his back is snapped in half. Yeah, you but, think like Mortal Kombat right. scorpion just like <laughs> bam over the knee. That's, right, exactly. That's what it feels and, like. you know, Only 90 kids, 90s kids will get that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I tried. So, and, and the, you know, there was a lot of talk about blaming the medical staff. I know we're going to get into that. But uh, as Mike Garofalo tweeted, which is true, I mean, these it's not like uh, he fractured it in week five and then it shows up every day since then. Like, that's not how these that's not how these things work. So, uh, you know, the, this whole thing of saying, oh, they should have seen it earlier. They should have, you know, picked it up right away. Unfortunately, that's not how this works. They As soon as they saw it, they they basically shut him down, which yeah. sounds like what happened. Now, to me, I mean, and that was the biggest thing that it was just, you know, people are going over the top. And I don't think the narrative is going to change now. Now, it, it, from from what people just kind of decided to toss out there and say, yeah, there's an internal problem and they hid this or there was a hint at that. That's not going to go away from everybody's ears. And I actually think that is incredibly uh, unprofessional to say when you don't really know the exact situation that happens here. And we know this because of... For some reason, people always just assume that team doctors are the best in the world. And sometimes they're just doctors. And sometimes they're just and, – and granted, they always try and find the best ones. I'm not saying they just take a guy that just got out of residency. Right. They're and that's extremely be qualified doctors. They're extremely yeah. qualified to be there. But just like everybody else, we go to good doctors all the time as people or – some of us get yeah. the opportunity to do that. I go to the vet. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vince definitely goes to the vet. These guys are going to miss things. You're going to misdiagnose stuff. It's yeah. it's the nature of being human, honestly. Well, let's, let's, Not only in practice, but just in your body as well. And let's clarify. Let's clear, uh, clarify. Yeah. This was not a misdiagnosis. Was not. No, right. I'm okay. just saying for No, all I know. I'm just, right. I'm just saying this was just they didn't, it didn't, was not showing up on the test. Right. Essentially. And this uh, actually was coming from one of the uh, – uh, who was it? Uh, I apologize because I forgot her name, but the one who breaks down all of the injuries for NBC Sports Phil or, uh, Boston had tweeted out that this – that stress fractures, which sounds like this is, is not going to show up on a CT scan until it actually breaks. Right. You know, until you see something going on and – you know, I know that there's a lot of people. There's not a lot of more information other than it's a fracture. We and don't know where. Uh, obviously, it sounds like just like you were saying, he could play through this if you wanted him to. It sounds a lot like what Jay Ajayi was dealing with at times. And I, what I don't get is like, what do people think is happening in in the medical office at the Eagles? That they're all sitting there and being like, "Yep, yeah, this shit's fractured." But you know what? Like, <laughs> let's not. Let's tell just them. put them out there. Like, obviously, they're trying to make the best decisions they right. can. Like now, look, like you said. They're, they're humans at the end of the day. It, I don't think there was a mistake made here, but it's, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Right. Um, and I don't want to get into more players yet because I know we're going to talk about that later. But, look, I just think at the end of the day, the, the guy's back is hurt. Like, the yes. medical staff can't control that, you know? So they, they shut him down as soon as they, as soon as they felt it was uh, appropriate. Yeah, and the other thing is, when you're talking about Carson Wentz, this guy, what he went through to get on the field this year he went through a lot. He came back a in, ton. what, nine months. Like, it's almost a calendar year exactly, or, or maybe give or take a couple of days for when he injured his knee in the first place. He should just be getting back now. 
Like, it's that's, been a, it's, 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 unfortunately, it's been a year since the last time he's been injured. Yeah. Now he's injured again. Yeah. So, so he should just now be getting back on the field. He's obviously got a high pain tolerance. He's willing to work through that. Is exceptional. And I'm not surprised that with him having a bad back saying, I want to be out there, I want to play, because for all the reasons that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, right. he is the quarterback, he's the franchise guy, you want him to be out there, make a big impact, carry the team, all that stuff. And he tried to do that, and now he's got a fracture in his back. And for him, it, in a way, it's a credit to him for how tough he is to be able to go out there and play through this to the point where they now have to rule him out. And like Elliot said, if this team was relevant despite his efforts – then maybe he would still be out there, and this wouldn't be as big a story as we're making it out to be. But I don't know. The, the team's been bad, and he's put in a lot of work, and here we are. And this actually, to me, like, I mean, we just had a discussion on Tuesday on, you know, this is Carson Wentz and coaching staff. I mean, you're adding this to the pile now. I mean, it's clear that this had been bothering him, uh, at least on record, now back to October, and we don't know how much of it accumulated since October to get to this point, but our eyes were telling us that, and we just like, man, something's wrong. I'm actually thankful uh, in a way that it was diagnosed. They did find it because, man, if you're going, nope, perfectly healthy Carson Wentz, and that's how he played, we'd oh, have I a mean, massive overhaul discussion on what was going to happen. Oh, I mean, t today, well, not just that. Today was good news. I mean, let's not, like, you know, yeah. overlook that. Like, you know, he, he could have had disc problems in his back. He couldn't need back surgery. Basically what he has, and I'm not, again, not trying to minimize it because my back hurt last week, and that <laughs> shit does suck, and I'm sure my injury was way, wor yeah. way, way not as bad. But he basically has just a really sore back that, you know. So at the end of the day, He'll rest for, you know, a month or whatever. He'll, he'll, he'll be able to have his full offseason of regular work. He's not going to be recovering from surgery. It's not like this is an extensive rehab program. So at the end of the day, this was good news when you consider, if you were going to tell me four days ago Carson Wentz has a back injury, this would almost be the best case scenario you could pick. Yeah, and to me, I mean, um, you know, some people even pointed it out uh, during the game while we were going back and forth, and I was yelling at him. I was like, ah, you guys are stupid. Why would you pull him out of the game? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I had a, a Superman X-ray vision or whatever. So you guys were right. I mean, this is this is uh, kind of like a huh. yeah. it's, a, it's a big sigh of relief, honestly. Like this is um, something that you can just build back on. And and again, you know, Brandon Brooks, I think he had even pra everybody was praising him in the locker room today, weren't they? I mean, they were just kind of in there and saying like. Uh, this is what Carson is. Yeah, I mean, they're um, always going to talk nice about Carson. Yeah, I mean, everyone yeah. in there loves uh, no, Carson, just, in, just like in they terms love of Nick. toughness. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure, 100%. Uh, but look, I think the other thing we should talk about um, is the medical staff because a lot of people on Twitter today, and I think, you know, obviously on 94 VIP, it's been the big topic of conversation is, you know, is there not just with Wentz, let's go larger picture. What do you guys think? And it's kind of a silly question to ask. It's like a medical report card. But, like, <laughs> what do you guys think of the medical staff this season? I mean, you know, do you think they should be under the scrutiny they are? Well, a little bit. They've, they've deserved it because you have two high-profile instances in this case. You have Jalen Mills, who is weak to be week to week for so many weeks, have multiple weeks left in the season to reactivate him and still be in the playoff hunt. This is before you lose to Dallas and all that to say, well, We've been wrong about this, and now we're going to shut him down and put him on IR. Right. That's going to raise some eyebrows. You look at Darren Sproles, who he was going through. He said it was more than a hamstring, but whatever he was going through, they knew about it. And so it gets to the point where he feels like he's finally healthy. It's taken forever with the hamstring. He's back out there. And immediately, before he even plays, right, he got hurt again in practice. In so practice, like, yeah. So when you see those two instances, you're certainly going to raise your eyebrows, and you have to wonder. Now, the other thing is, though, and this is the one thing I'll say to them, is there have been so many injuries this year. There have been so many, and 
two incidents, and they're not like fatal incidents in any way. Those guys didn't get back out on the two field. Two players yeah. didn't die. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It, like, it's not like Wentz gets a ruptured disc in his back because of this stuff. So right. it, it's relatively small-scale things, and so I don't want to fuss too much about it, but it is fair to wonder. So here's what I would say about the medical staff to start. First, everyone should take into consideration they inherited an already very injured team. This is a new medical staff this year. They inherited yep. an injured team. And I think Sproles is the example a lot of people point to because he had a hamstring injury. He missed, I think it was eight games total or, you know, took ended up basically taking two and a half months to recover. Mm -hmm. Darren Sproles is a, you know, 30 plus year old running back coming off of a torn ACL. I don't think this is an instance where you're talking about a stud 22, 23 year old player that has always stayed healthy. And all of a sudden this medical staff has their hands on him and he can't stay on the field. So I don't really get the criticism around Sproles and how that could be an example of the medical staff not doing a good job. And I already talked about Wentz, where I fall on that. I think it's ridiculous to criticize them for this. Uh, so I just don't personally see where all this animosity towards the medical staff is coming from. Because a bunch of players are hurt. But that has nothing no, to no, do no, with that. No one knows. I'm just, I'm just trying to explain. There's a right. bunch of players hurt. Um, people see former Sixers, uh, you know, a, a training facility or, or whatever it is. And they go, well, there you go. I mean, look at this. And then you have Emmanuel Acho saying, I told you guys, this isn't any different than 2015. They have a horrible medical staff. But no one was complaining about a lot of these parts that are still here in this building in 2015 with Chip. And even before that, they were the most, the healthiest team for two or three years or whatever it was in sports science or whatever. He, it, I, I'm going to keep coming back to it. You cannot prevent injuries from happening. It's impossible. It is impossible to do so. You can have predictive stuff. You can have as much information as possible. I mean, at one point, Chip Kelly was having people pee into cups every morning <laughs> to test their hydration and to see, like, can you go or can you don't go? Will this lead? There are other things. And honestly, the doctors that they did hire, the main, uh, the, the, uh, main trainer for the Eagles, uh, they liked him so much because of the work he had done with concussions yeah. for a very long time, which I would say they haven't had many of <laughs> this year. So if you want to go and, and, and say that, fine. I think those are predictors. But none of these, none of these can be stopped. None yeah. of them. And unless they honestly missed a bunch of things or misdiagnosed a bunch of things, I, I don't know where to, to point this out. And also, none of us are doctors. Not one single one of us are doctors, and, <laughs> and we're saying, us, oh, wait, 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 I'm a doctor of, of metaphysics, know, actually. None, yeah. none of us. I am. <laughs> you're a doctor. I am. Wow, there I you am. go. I know. And I, here you are. Yeah. Congratulations to me. Yeah. And, Elliot, I think that's a great point. I mean, a lot of these people were heard coming into this. Darren Sproles is old. Jalen Mills is not old, but it's just these things happen. You know, I mean... No one and I mean, look, with Jalen Jalen Mills, they, they wanted him back. If they would have put him on IR, you know, three weeks ago, he'd yeah. be done for the year. So they right. said so they said, you know what? Instead of signing another Devontae Bosby off the street, let's wait a little bit and see if we can get him back. And right. I'm not trying to come across like an Eagles apologist. Like, look, I think it's perfectly fair to rip this team when they do something bad. Obviously, I've done it a ton of time. I just think with look, when Howie makes a personnel move, right? We can assess it and look at it, but even then, we don't know every little piece of information that goes into it, right? I can right. sit here and I can say, okay, it costs this much cap space, this is how much you have left, all that type of thing. Even at then, we don't have all the information. 
when assessing the medical staff and sitting here and saying they're doing a bad job, we have such a small fraction of the information and we understand almost none of the information. So I, I'm not sitting here and saying like they've made all the right decisions because I don't even really understand what goes into those yeah. decisions. I'm just saying the players that like no one can point to me to an egregious example where they've it, I can sit here and say, wow, this was so bad. Even I can figure it out. Yeah. And Vince, I, I mean, that's that's how I kind of feel, too. It's just you look at this and you go. It, I mean, again, this happened to the Ravens a couple of years ago. This has happened to multi. It's happening to Washington it right a now. Lot. This, yeah. the, the, no one's clamoring, going, "Well, fire the entire medical stuff." It's just, it's a weird mentality to have. You know, we're doing it with all the assistants, which you know. But in saying that, I think it's right to question. It's always right to question you have to everything. Ask. And be skeptical about this. Yeah, it's always fair. It's always fair to ask the question and wonder, but. The other thing is, same thing with Wentz and the way that we're looking at him this year and the way he's played, you'll have to look at the injuries and the way we evaluated everything last year because last year people said, wow, this team is incredibly injured. Yeah. Now, that's just not true. They had injuries at key spots, right. and that was unfortunate. But in terms of volume, they were a really healthy team. They were incredibly healthy. And so for the few times that you actually had next man up, it worked. But we see that when you're really injury depleted, like they are this year, it doesn't work. And so they were able to get through that last year because they ultimately just were really healthy as a team. And I would also say Jason Peters, I mean, look, he has not played great this year. I think he's improved as the season's gone on, didn't play great against yeah. the Cowboys. He's 36 years old, coming yep. off a torn ACL. He's been available every game. He was in and out of the lineup a little bit at the beginning of the season. So if you want to point to an example like Sproles, I think it's only fair that you point to other examples that have worked out. Carson Wentz, as we mentioned, he suffered the back injury. That has nothing to do with the fact that they rehabbed his ACL, that LCL. And he, he looks, yeah, he's looked healthy outside of the back. So. And by the way, that was after a lot of skepticism after a guy who had never done it before, supposedly, was doing surgery oh, on really? his knee and outside yeah. of that and the doctors and it ended up being okay. <laughs> and it seemed like they main maintained that, too. I'll also add Lane Johnson into that mix. Yep. who was dealing with an ankle issue for the first came three back. or four weeks. Came back. Looks a lot healthier. Yep. Have maintained it. Made the right diagnosis on Derek Barnett. And, like, they pulled guys when they're supposed to. Unless you really think that there's some conspiracy going right, on. Right. That's what I mean. That, like, I don't see what people think. Like, a that, huge <laughs> leap here. Right. That know. they're sitting up there and being like, you know, I know you're not. Look, I think in part of Emmanuel Acho's point that I think was a fair one and doesn't really stick for any particular medical staff his right. point was a larger one which is these doctors work for the team they want you to be out there so i'm not sitting here and saying that there's not a portion of the, the doctor and training staff that says all right we want you out there because it's in our yeah. best interest that is happening but at the end of the day i don't think they're purposely misdiagnosing or anything like that no uh and neither do i and especially, they, especially yeah, around what what do they losing their from job? Saying, yeah, oh, the franchise quarterback has <laughs> a broken being a doctor back. Anymore. Let's just yeah. see how far he goes. We're actually going <laughs> to yeah. lay money down. We have a big office pool <laughs> yeah. going. I mean, yeah. there's no conceivable yeah. reason that makes any sense. Bet you I can tell Kiko Alonso that he doesn't. He's yeah. got a uh, partially torn ACL and he'll still play on it. Oh, he did. You know, like I don't. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It got so crazy today. A caller called into. I think it was a midday show with the camera and Richie. And was talking about whether or not the fact that Carson Wentz has orange hair has anything to do with the fact of whether he's injured. <laughs> this is the level we reach wow. today in terms of. And look, I love it. This is what makes Eagles fans the best to interact with in the world. Right. Don't get me wrong, but it's just I think in this case, and I'm very, I'm rarely one to do this. I love reacting to things. I love you know speculating all that stuff. I think everyone's got to take a deep breath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like today was ridiculous. Carson has yeah. played well, very well overall this season. He's he's looked very good in my opinion overall. Not not yeah. great, but right. He's looked to recover from the ACL. He's got a bit of a back injury. He's gonna rest. Everyone thinks the season's over anyway. He'll have all off season to rehab, I think. Not rehab, to you know, work on his game like he did before two thousand seventeen. 
Ah, and average, take a deep breath. Or, or is the season over? LA All right, here we oh, go. No. Here we go. Oh, or no. is it over? Oh no! Because now, um, I, I, and me and Ellie were talking about this earlier in the week, and out without, uh, without Vince, I've been so well, rude. I told him in the car. I told him in the car. I let, I let him know what we were talking about. All right. But I've been thinking this since. Oh, March of last season, in the off season of, of this upcoming season, 2018. Um, if Nick Foles has success, and if Nick Foles goes into the Rams and takes care of business as the Eagles, as, as all of this crazy news is happening today in the last couple of weeks, still only half game out of the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Currently right now. If they if they and win on Sunday and then uh, the Vikings lose to the uh, Dolphins yep. and then the Panthers lose, they have like a sixty six percent chance of making the playoffs. We're right back in it, and again they'll know going into the game with Nick Foles at the helm as a full time starter, as he once was, literally this time last year. And now we're saying, all right, like here's my question for you, Vince Quinn. Okay, if Nick Foles has success. If he gets this team to the playoffs, and maybe even more. Now, I already know. We're going to be happy, right? We're Eagles fans. We 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 want uh, the impossible. I don't know how happy I am, actually, because I know where this is going. But, but, but it was always my contention that this was a big, big reason. As much as you need Nick Foles in this spot, and that's why he stayed here, it's also a double-edged sword because now – for the second year in a row, Nick Foles is going to come in and has an opportunity to save the season. What does that do to Carson Wentz? Oh, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. And here's the, the messed up thing about all this is we know that Wentz has been playing with an injury for a while now. Yeah. So he's been playing with a back injury. It explains a little bit of why he hasn't been as good as we thought. And now, now for Nick Foles, here's the thing that really gets me is that if he's successful... He's not very likely. He's not going to be successful in the same way that Wentz has had to play. They're going to change the offense for him. Uh They're going to change it a little bit because that's what they did last year, and that's why it worked. So if they don't change the offense and he's doing the same things, I mean, he's going to get killed and they're not going to win games anyway. But if they change the offense and it works, it's, it's going to be such an unfair indictment on Wentz because they're playing the game differently. And the big criticism that we've been having, we yelled about it just two days ago, was that the offensive play calling and game planning has been atrocious. So for Wentz, he might be successful because the coaching staff finally changes and does things that make sense. And if that's the case, I'm going to explode. So I think there's two ways to look at this. The first is how the media and the fans will react and how the yeah. Eagles themselves will react, right? Because right? those are two very different things. How do you think the Eagles will react to Foles' success? Okay, so short of Foles winning a Super Bowl, there will another one, I should say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short, short of Foles Put winning another, another Super Bowl, there will be no controversy at the Novacare. Yeah. Like, this is Wentz's team. They have his pitcher all over the Novacare. They're right. going to probably give him a big deal this offseason. This is Wentz's team. Now public perception and us if what if Foles beats the Rams on Sunday and they score over 30 points you are already going to hear this offense works better with Foles he yep. wins big games uh-huh. and let's be honest here I agree with you Vincent if he has success they probably will tailor the offense him a little bit but last year he came in and threw four touchdowns against the Giants in his first game like yeah. if the Eagles win and to quote John Barchard like they're not going to do it running the ball like like if they beat the Rams they are going to do it throwing the ball so yeah. you're going to see Foles have a big game and I should add take away his rookie year 
if you look at his performance in Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, and playoff games, nine and one. So the idea, <laughs> the idea that Here he can, comes. I, look, I'm picking the Eagles to win this game, but the idea, that, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. All right, we'll get into that in a little the bit. The idea, yeah. the idea that he could go in and beat the Rams is not crazy, and like no, you it's said, not actually. Like you said, it is going to be. It, they already have those interesting quarterback situation yeah. in the history of the NFL. It is going to go to another level if he beats the Rams. And here's why I say that, and I'm in agreement with you, is because Nick Foles, for all intended purposes, is a healthy quarterback. Now, now that we know that, I mean, and if they, and this, here's what's going to piss me off, to Vince's point, though. I believe that because they've had now the most success, and every, literally everybody has pointed this out since, I don't know, week three, in running 12 personnel and getting Dallas Goddard on the field. And this is what happens every time. This is why I like Sean McVay so much as a coach, too, by the way. Um, they simplify it for guys that come in. Like, let's just be honest, the practice squad secondary that's there with Malcolm saying, simplify this, please. Mm -hmm. They're going to do the same thing with Nick Foles as they did when he struggled during this because that was the times when they found the most success. Why on earth you're not doing that with Carson Wentz is beyond me and why people continue to make things complicated when they shouldn't be um, is why. It's like a it's like a drug. Like when, yeah. you, when you have Wentz at quarterback, it's like it's too tempting. I, I can do to. everything. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. too yeah. tempting not to. And as we've discussed, you want the ball in your best player's hand. I just think like. Of course Foles is going to win this game. Like, of, co yeah, of course he is. That's what I said. Of course he's going to win this game. It actually made me feel more confident after hearing this today. I go, Foles is going to go win this game in L.A. Like there's, and it's going to uh, be an no. awful knockout, dragout, well, all right. gross there's shootout. No way. Good, right? I mean, there's no way. That's how it, there should be no way. Tell me why there's no way. Because we don't have the defense that the Chicago Bears do. Rams are going to put up points. They're going to put up a lot of points. They're going to be at home. It's we going to be that. better. It's the Rams, be warm. But the Rams' defense is also not very good. Oh, their yeah. defense isn't very good, but our offense sucks. And so, <laughs> But we just got through saying simplifying and healthy quarterback. Yeah, I know. Probably I just, more the, the balance that everybody craves in the traditional if, sense. If we see that, I mean, that's the thing. They need to shorten the game. If they want to win with Nick Foles, they got to shorten the game. The, the odds that they do that, I doubt it. And you're going to have to keep up with the Rams. I can't imagine them coming off a game where they get, what, shut out? that they're going to come out and throw another stinker. They're going to be mad. Yeah. This is going to be the Saints game again. I uh, think they're going to get Here's one thing they have going for him. Jared Goff does not deal well with pressure. He's not. According to Pro Football Focus, his quarterback rating is 41st in the NFL with, with when his pocket's not clean. 41st? And it's cut in half based off of when he has a clean pocket. Wow. Now, the Eagles defensive line, we can debate if they've played up to par. One thing they do do is hit the quarterback, and they do get to the pocket. Like, they don't create a lot of sacks this year, but they do make it, a, you know, not a clean pocket. Yeah. And I think if that happens against the Rams, like... Could, you know, I mean, the defensive line has been good all year, so I don't want to discredit them because they are they are good. But you look at the Rams or the, the Bears and all around, they're just great. The Eagles run defense gets killed nowadays. But also, I, I would say this. I mean, I and, and I don't I mean, it's, it's clear that the Eagles don't have the type of talent uh, in the front seven that the Bears do. But what the Bears did show you, and I did think it was interesting and Fletcher Cox can do this is, I mean, all of their stuff runs in that in that outside zone. It's outside zone running. That's how they get Todd Gurley going. And then whoop, he just kind of cuts back in the middle to the right or keeps the stretch going out. Um, I mean, the Bears didn't allow that at all. They said 
in, in so much so, and I kind of feel like this fits with what Jim Schwartz likes to do, is not, it's not necessarily the Rams want you to read what they're doing. All the bullshit, all the jet, jet motion stuff that, you know, on, on normal outside zone runs, they want you to bite that cheese so bad that the Bears just said, you know what, fuck you. I'm just going to run at you and kill you. And you figure it out. I'm not going to read and react. I'm going to go fill my gap in my assignment. Right. And that worked. And to Elliot's point, that's why four interceptions for Jared Goff, that's how that happens. A lot of pressure, attack, attack, attack. Sounds like Jim Schwartz in a shorter version and of it. I mean, up? you're not going to see blitzes and things like that. But the only way to slow down this offense is to attack it the same way they attack okay, it. Okay, well, how about this? Let's Because right now we've been assuming that the Eagles offense is going to change. Now, it's been a whole and, – and I've been included in that, but – Throughout the course of the year, they haven't. So yeah, I know I don't think the Eagles. So offense is all right, right so let's say they do the same exact thing. We've got Nick Foles in the pocket for four seconds at a time, yeah. throwing the ball forty-five times in a game. If that's the case, Aaron, Aaron Donald will kill him. He will literally dismember him and bury right. him in midfield. Let's go with Nate Sudfeld, and then my all my Nate Sudfeld takes can be right. Let's and do here's it. the other thing yeah. I would say though. Now, obviously, look, I'm not saying the Eagles should run the ball thirty times, but. I heard Ray Dinger say it this morning on the morning show. I think the Rams are like 31st in the league on average yard uh, allowed per carry. So yeah. you can yeah. run you can run on the Rams. You can. And I do think the fact, and again, this is not fair to Wentz, but I do think the fact that you have Foles, I do think Doug will be more willing to go to the run. Of course he will. I think you can have some sex, uh, success with that. <laughs> there it is. You can there have some is. of that, too. God, I'm sick, and that's the first time I uh, <laughs> messed up. But, sex uh, and success, success always. always <laughs> well, they're the, the same uh, thing, aren't they? Yeah. But uh, no, look, I think that... You know, I think you could see Doug kind of go back to what worked last year with Foles, and we've talked about how the offense hasn't looked good this year. Well, maybe if they go back to last year's game plan, and the Eagles went to LA and beat the Rams last year. Like, I, I don't see why people view this. I well, I shouldn't say that. I see why people view this as a tough game. I think going to LA is far easier than going to New Orleans, though. Uh, that I agree with because it's just not the same environment. And right. Even our, our good friend Quinn Witter, who I've never seen get so upset before, with us with back to back. Heads need to roll with this injury debacle. How aren't these assholes fired already? And thinking Foles can win this game is the worst take in pot history. Well, he I, did beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I yeah. will say the idea of him beating freaking Jared, Jared Goff, Goff in a regular, in a regular season, season, yeah, is not that great. Which he did for half of a quarter, I guess. Is right. Like I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like because we said that now the Eagles are going to win. No, there's a. I'm. There's a chance that they can win. I feel like, and just like you said, just based off a of feel, because of how awful everything has been, of course they're going to win this you're game end up and drop them. the one with the Dallas. You're going you know? to end up picking them by probably, the end of the Probably game. not. I'll change my mind on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday, and I'll get five. I, I don't know. Like, to me, um, just just it's it's an incredibly tough task. And yeah. the, just like Vince, you were pointing out, against the, the – <laughs> I'm having nightmares. Because as bad as, as, bad as the New Orleans Saints – um, offense just kind of took care of business, and it was a joke. Uh, to to a lot of different degrees, this is going to be worse because of the way that they're able to stretch this field out too. With, I mean, they love to run screens, and they fucked up the Eagles fully healthy with the screen game last year. That hasn't changed. Uh, in fact, it's gotten better. So, uh, it, it really comes down to that: Do we really trust Nick Foles to get into a shootout well, with Jared Goff and win this football game? And now I'm kind of changing my mind in the middle of the podcast. That's the other thing is because think about this, you know. too. We've also seen Foles is generally a streaky guy, right? So we've seen him now have a hot streak. He came in against Atlanta. He was OK. And then whoever they played week two, he stunk. Like, I think we're in another opportunity. It just seems there's been so many hot games for Foles 
that he's just due for a clunker. And it, it just it just feels well, like his last two games were clunkers. Well, the Atlanta game was enough. He caught he caught the pass was his best play, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So it just feels like this could be a game. Uh, my gut is a catastrophic, and not that the Rams' defense is great. They're not. They're really a huge disappointment. But I would not be shocked to see Foles throw maybe two, three picks in this game, and the Eagles get buried. I would also add, like, guess how many times uh, Aaron Donald had a so- had a sack last year against the Eagles? Uh, zero. I'm yeah, zero. Yeah. Zero. So if you're gonna have okay. if you're gonna have the Eagles offensive line matchup with a defensive line that has an elite talent, you want that to be in the interior because the interior of the Eagles offensive line is the best part of their offensive line. Now you can argue Lane, and I think there would be a strong argument there, but you certainly wouldn't argue Peters. So I think that matchup actually not favors Eagles. You never favor somebody going against Aaron Donald, but that is almost the best the best you could ask for. Uh, two six seven two four five sixty sixty six. by the way, is how you can always get in and uh, be a part of the podcast as we always love to hear from you. There's a weird British lady that's going to tell you to leave a message. That is, in fact, us, 267-245-60. That's what James 66. does now. James That's Seltzer right. is the new. Uh, he's a British lady now. He's uh, had a baby, and he's a British By woman. the way, congratulations to him real quick, because Zoe is finally officially coming home for the first time. And that's Before Christmas. Christmas. Jimbo. I, said, I said to him today, I said, now that she's got her stuff figured out, can she fix Carson's back? <laughs> yeah, seriously. That, uh, Maybe they can work on and uh, and blame her for uh, you know the season, really, too, because six and seven since uh, since conception here. So... That's all I'm saying. Just there wanted to go. throw that out there. But uh, the hotline, uh, our good friend James Westfall checked in. And I mean, I mean, come on, James. I, you know, I actually made a made a good point. I mean, he's acting. He's going back to our jo- Josh Adams debate and saying what basically what an idiot I am and the wow. UFC fighter. He's right. Would, wouldn't continue to to uh, you know use his arm or his striking if it wasn't working. He would go to the kicks or he'd go something else. Etc. 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 I'm fine being stubborn because I, I I don't. Well, what think did that's... you say last podcast? The best minds are the ones that are willing to change. Yes. Which mine does mine does change, just not on this. Your changes towards picking the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, let's let's do this too, real quick, guys. Uh, good take, bad take. Um, there could be a lot of things that could go in here, but let's start with this. The Eagles want Carson Wentz to lose this game. Good take or bad? Give me take. Nick Foles. Well, Bad take because Carson will not be playing. Nick Foles. They want Nick Foles to lose this game. Good take or bad take? Who wants to go first? You. I'll, I'll do it. Good take. Good take. They want him to lose this game. I, they, it they is. Will a, never I think say it's a terrible take. They will never say it, but they want him to lose this game because the public perception of letting Nick Foles, if he wins this game and he and then he maybe he wins against Houston, you never know. If he gets into the playoffs, if he gets to if he gets this win, it's just it's so easy. People are already killing Carson this year. To get Nick Foles and with the Super Bowl and all that stuff, it just gives those people an opportunity to continue to complain. You're going to have this pressure to go and sign him, which they shouldn't. He's got to go. Right. And just for Carson and his reputation going forward, whether or not the, the front office cares about Nick Foles long term, it seems like they don't, is irrelevant if Carson's going to have to carry the pressure and the questions that come from the expectations of you're not Nick Foles. And not to mention, they don't have the ability to trade him again this offseason. He's going to be a free agent. Oops. I mean, I guess there's, yeah, right? So he's going to be a free agent. So him playing well is really, unless he wins the Super Bowl, you're really just having a lot of success with a guy that's not going to be here next year. And I'm not a big, like, worry about your draft stock guy, yeah. but you are ru- ruining your draft stock if this guy takes you to the playoffs. So I think the Eagles would rather just pull the Band-Aid off Sunday, lose the game. They'll never admit it. 
But I think if Foles goes out there, they play bad, it would be an embarrassment on public on uh, national TV. But I think they would be like, all right, season's over. That's fine. It sucks, but it is what it okay. is. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys how terrible of a take that is. Because for for one, uh, Doug Peterson needs to shine again. And now a lot of the – like, honestly, a lot of the criticism has just fallen off because of today. From everything before and past and whatever. There's still arguments to be made about personnel usage, which will be going on forever. And I'm sure we'll be talking about the medical staff all freaking year long. And it's going to annoy the hell out of me. But – if Doug Peterson can once again find success in a backup quarterback and how he can go, eh, 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 John Barchard, you motherfucker, this is why we didn't trade Nick Foles because he is of the same caliber and that's why he's here. And this whole, the whole point of this particular season, as it lined up and as we've said, oh, they've been too nostalgic. Oh, this just didn't really work out. If Nick Foles somehow does the unthinkable again define the unthinkable really win the super bowl okay all right and maybe even i think i mean like nfc championship game can we at least stop there (laughs) can we just throw that playoffs i I I think if he beats the rams that's a a, yeah 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 um everyone is going to want to celebrate that and they will deal with the because like you said they can't trade him and maybe how he gets a little frisky resigns him and then moves him after that to be like all right you want him come get him and maybe your stock is, is even higher at that point because he's shown that he can do it at least as a backup to anybody like the Pittsburgh Steelers or Ben Roethlisberger or whoever is trying to put this together. I think it's a terrible take. They would want, absolutely want Nick Foles to succeed. Uh, there is no like, oh, no, what do we do now because he's going to move on. The pressure is already going to be there anyway. Here's the thing. It's never going to leave after the first Super Bowl. It's certainly not going to leave if he ends up winning a second one. We will all piss ourselves with joy and laughter if they end up doing it. The last thing you want is Carson Wentz go through another offseason hearing about how Foles had success where he didn't. You're right. I mean, that's the of last course. thing you want. You In the, the injury-prone the, label and the, and, most and the rest. In, the most important thing for this franchise is Carson Wentz entering 2019 yeah. the best he possibly can. And look, having two rings on his fingers would obviously be amazing, right? Like, I'm not denying the fact that if, if you told me winning the Super Bowl, I mean, that's a little different. But yeah. just Sunday night, I think they would rather just have this thing be over with. You let Foles move on. And I think there's, you know, people will say, well, if Foles is really good, he'll get signed to a big contract offseason. He'll get, you'll get a comp pick. You know what? First of all, I don't think Foles is going to get a big deal. But also, I would rather you know not get that nice comp pick and just have never have this quarterback debate if I'm the Eagles than I would watch Foles beat the Rams, maybe, like Vince said, God forbid, beats the Texans. And next thing you know, I mean, you're talking about him carrying to the playoff again. So I just I don't think that's what What do you think want. Carson Wentz wants? Would, would he rather have oh, Nick he Foles win on lose. Sunday? Yeah. Oh, no, he wants he, him he to He wants lose. him to lose. I, I don't care what anybody says. Carson Wentz wants that guy to lose. Yeah, so so that's what I'm looking at is we're talking and about the same going, reason. There's no way he's a good locker room guy. He's a team guy. No, he's not. Can you imagine no, being no Wentz? One is, no one is. Imagine being like Wentz that. and sitting on the sideline <laughs> and watching Foles drop like 48 points on the Rams. He, he'd be furious. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. We don't know what he would actually think, but I don't. I personally don't I, think he would Deep like down, there's, there's going to yeah. be, a, even if you wouldn't acknowledge it, there's going to be a part of him that says, you know, lost not the worst thing no, and I that's there's the, a large part of them and that, that's the thing i feel like there is a large part of him that's why i agree that it was good to get rid of yeah. Foles. it wasn't it didn't make sense to bring him back this year 
And so now we're going to be dealing with these questions again. For all the short-term stuff you said, John, I mean, sure, like it's yeah. good to go on a little ride and success with Doug and all that. But if it means that the long-term mental health right. and comfort of your franchise quarterback yeah. is not as good as it could be and the public perception is worse, which, you know, all those long-term issues are such a big deal that if it's compared to small success in a lost season with injuries galore and yep. no expectations or that, uh, give me the loss. Give me and, the loss. And the other thing we haven't brought up is Carson is not on IR, and we're speculating that he is out for the year. Let's say Foles. It would be ridiculous to put him back. Well, but uh, to 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 the point that we made at the beginning of the podcast, we don't actually know how ridiculous it would be. Like we're, like you know, the Eagles are going to only put him out there if they feel confident with it. But let's just live in a world where Wentz gets to rest for three weeks. Okay. Foles goes three and zero. Oh like, God, the phone calls. Right. Well, well, I'm saying okay, if I'm already here. In, I mean, the pressure to put Wentz in. Wentz goes in and doesn't play well. Then there's, you know, and again, we're, we're going down hypothetical lane. But what I'm saying is this season for all like it's over. I'm sorry. I think they, I think they're <laughs> going to I think they're going to beat the Rams on Sunday. So I'm and the lose biggest out. optimist. And then lose out to the Texans. And, yes, because where Nick Foles does not play well is Sunday at one o'clock yeah, and yeah. <laughs> against, you know, a Texans defense that's better than the Rams defense. But. Regardless, I just think, look, at the end of the day, the last thing you want is for Foles to go 3-0, and win a playoff game, and then lose. Like, that would be detrimental to this yeah. team. Uh, John Smallwood checking in here. I'm a huge Nick Foles fan, but uh, uh, but anyone who would take a 30-year-old quarterback that hasn't played 16 games in a season over 26-year-old athletic freak is ridiculous. And, John, I agree with you, but there are a lot that don't, and I don't want to have that conversation. Yeah, there's a lot of ridiculous and people that's, out there. <laughs> that's what there's I mean. a lot of them. So. In the good take, bad take, I'm looking at that in the Eagles' perspective. They would want him to win. I certainly fucking don't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I just, I can't handle it. I can't handle another year. And just like you said, how unfair would it be, even in that scenario? Let's say they win it, and he's back in three weeks. Oh, well, And then Carson puts up a stinker, and you're going, man, man. You know, I, I don't want to get into that. Personally, I want Nick Foles to win because I want the conversation. <laughs> I want the content. I crave the content. I just don't think the Eagles want him to. Uh, Keith, we'll check it in real quick, too. Hey, guys, great show. Do you guys think in the light of Wentz news there will be any coordinator changes? Um, I, it's I, already I, taken too long, frankly. Uh, no. And, yes. And you probably, won't, you probably won't see a coordinator change this year. I just I don't think it's going to happen. I, kind, I tend to agree that I don't think you'll see a coordinator change. I think it would be giving up uh, on someone too quickly. What was it you tweeted this week about giving a coordinator one year? Yeah, well, just like they gave John Filippo 13 games. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're like, done. Every, everyone's so willing with John Filippo to be like, you know, oh, yeah. well, he was bad in Minnesota. But, you but know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right, yeah. I mean, back. and I'm not defending well, Gro, but. Crazy, yeah. I, I just think, I don't know. I would be surprised. That would be I would here, here, also, be a bit of a panic. Move. It's too much of a drop. It's too much of a drop in production. You can't go from one of the best offenses in the league to one of the worst offenses in the league in a single year with more talent to start well, the year than think, what you had last year. Where do you think year? Grove falls on that, on that uh, blame scale? Uh, he falls off a cliff on that blame no, cycle. No, no, I'm say, no. no, no, I mean, no, no, no. He's, I'm saying who's number one to blame for that? Well, it's it's got to start with Grove. He's doing the game planning. So, yeah, Grove starts part with, of it. And so then you, it's Doug is the clear number two, and he gets a lot of responsibility because me, he's let the this, charade go on. Doug, on Doug is the number one to blame, just to be clear. Yeah, Just exactly. so we're being uh, – because, all right, let's say, this, let's say this offense was averaging 35 points a game. Who would be who would be getting all the, the credit? 
Doug would be. But whether he's getting all the credit and whether or not he's actually to blame or deserving of the credit is a different thing. In this case, Grow has a job. He's got hours that he's putting in during the week to a specific task. He's going to be game planning this thing. So if he comes to Doug and says, well, I've been doing the game plans. Here's what we got. Doug's job is to say, all right, here we go, and well, then call a better game. But so Doug's, Doug, in, Doug's involved in that, too. Well, that's yeah. the yeah, thing. Right. And, and that's what bothers me, and I have so many long-term questions about all of this because it is Doug's part of this, and it's been long enough in the season where you say, well, maybe if I was giving him, I wasn't looking over his shoulder all the time. I certainly should be now, and it hasn't felt that way. There's been no yeah. turning point. There's been no time where it's like, well, Doug took the wheel, and this is all well and good again. And if he has taken the wheel, and it still looks like this, then how good is Doug? So I've got a lot of questions about this, but at the very least, you need Grow gone so we can learn more about Doug. Well, Vince, guess what, buddy? Um, I would lean that it's more likely than unlikely that Mike Grow is back here next year. I 100% agree. What? It is more likely. Why? In what universe that does that make sense? Because of the same reasons we just said. It's everybody. It's not just one guy. And uh, they. I think they want to give him a fair shake because... Honestly, even if he is the wrong guy, in their minds, and they know that it would look bad to just see you after one year, uh, unless it no. was really detrimental the, the to one, the quarterback. And it certainly looks that way. Well, has it been, anymore, has it been look, good for once? It was the injury. But <laughs> can you also you say that the up. injury was, back was broken? But the injury was in part exacerbated and brought to this point by the play calling, by allowing him to take so many hits. The other, the two things I'll add. They don't to help that. him out. How, have they helped Wentz out this year? And then with the two games that they won, Washington the Giants, everybody says, oh, good, they finally helped out. I mean, out Howie wins. didn't well, help yeah, them out. Yeah, but that's, that's what, yeah. how many other games were they didn't? I mean, and including following the Washington game. So yeah. they haven't helped this I, guy out. Listen, I'm with you. I'm just letting you know, probably not going to happen. All and, right. Well, here's, all right, here's, here's two reasons it could happen. And I do not think it will as of right now. But two reasons it could. One, they pulled the, the plug on Greg Lewis really quickly as a receivers coach, right? They did that after that's one year. way different. Well, but, yeah. Well, I would argue it's way easier to pull it on Greg Lewis. I mean, like, Mike Rowe has a way more to do than Greg Lewis does. That's what I'm saying. It's way easier to fire Greg Lewis than it is Mike Rowe. True, but it's also yeah. far less oh. important. So I, I would think that when the, here's the thing. At the end of the day, as we just talked about with the whole Foles thing, the most important thing in this franchise is Carson Wentz. If they even think, like, Groh is doing 15% damage to Wentz or even just isn't helping him improve, forget hurting him, just isn't helping him improve, yeah. they will move on. So we're going to find out. You know, this offseason. And let's not forget, Press Taylor, another one, too. I mean, a yeah. new quarterback yeah. coach, very young quarterback coach. So I think that's another, you know, two positions you would look at. I wonder about the receiving coach even, just because, like, uh, if those guys aren't getting open. I don't know. I ask everything. Yeah, when, big, it, when it's all I'm, this bad, see, I don't this know. Is, this, is, this is when, I will say this, when teams lose, we look at everybody. We look at every single positional coach. We put the b more blame on them than we do the head honcho. I don't like that. To me, it's on Doug. Well, there's a reason you do that. It's because you're, you're losing. Yeah. Well, I, I know that. But that's a, nobody, even if it's – I just – I think we tend to overthink a lot of those things. Well, the whole staff must be bad. You know, now we're going through every nook and cranny. Uh, the, the Phillies aren't hitting. they gotta, you got to get rid of the hitting coach. Well, yeah, because that's the guy in <laughs> charge of hitting. it really doesn't do much. you got to get rid of the pitching coach. And it really doesn't do much uh, of anything unless you find that next gem, which I'm all for. If the Eagles can find this offseason, I just don't uh, find it happening. But it'll give us a lot to talk about regardless. And uh, we want to thank Mark's Jewelers for having us here again tonight on men's night. And they got stuff going on all weekend. So 
don't be uh, don't be hesitant about walking through these beautiful doors. Obviously, they got to throw out Vince again because he just doesn't belong yeah. here. I don't know what it is, but I it's mean, the shoes. They're actually open toed. Let me tell you, they didn't start that way. How awesome Mike's Jewelers is! It's be- I mean, like I'm looking to the left of me, and there's a full bar full of booze and beer and God knows what else that they're serving over there. About to go find and out. There is. 50 cases, uh, 100 cases. I have no idea. It's endless. It's such a large store. It's very interactive. It's, you don't feel stuffy at all because I walk into jewelry stores and I start sweating automatically. Uh, <laughs> but this like gives you room to breathe. You can walk around. You can find the right gift for your significant other. Come on out. 975 Bethlehem Pike right here in Montgomeryville. We're having a great time. We hope you guys are too. Hopefully, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about after Sunday. Other than just injuries and medical staff and how bad this offensive coordinator really quarterback is. quarterback MVP Nick Foles. <laughs> you go. That is uh, Vince Quinn. That is Elliot Shore Parks. I'm John Barcher. This has been Go Bears number 40 live from Mark's Jewelers here in Montgomeryville. And uh, we will see you Saturday from 1 to 4 on uh, 94 WIP. You can listen to us and the rest right here on Radio.com. We'll see you guys.